Welcome to the Ancient World Podcast. So today we reach the final canto in the paradise and we're now starting with uh, the big prayer to Virgin Mary from Saint Bernard and this goes over 39 lines and it starts with this. O Virgin Mother, daughter of your son, most humble, most exalted of all creatures, chosen of God in his eternal plan, you are the one who ennobled human nature to the extent that he did not disdain who was its maker to make himself man. Within your womb rekindled was the love that gave the warmth that did allow this flower to come to bloom within this timeless peace. For all up here you are the noonday torch of charity and down on earth for men the living spring of their eternal hope. Lady, you are so great, so powerful, that who seeks grace without recourse to you would have his wish fly upward without wings. Not only does your loving kindness rush to those who ask for it, but oftentimes it flows spontaneously before the plea. In you is tenderness, in you is pity, in you munificence. In you unites all that is good in God's created beings. So this is the first part of the prayer. And then Bernard continues with uh, referring more to, to the pilgrim himself. This is a man who from the deepest pit of all the universe up to this height has witnessed one by one the lives of souls who begs you that you grant him through your grace the power to raise his vision higher still, to penetrate the final blessedness. And I, who never burned for my own vision more than I burn for his, with all my prayers, I pray you, and I pray they are enough, that you, through your own prayers, dispel the mist of his mortality, that he may have the sum of joy revealed before his eyes. I pray you also, Queen who can achieve your every wish, keep his affections sound once he has had the vision and returns. Protect him from the stirrings of the flesh. You see, with Beatrice, all the blessed hands clasped in prayer are praying for my prayer. And that's the end of the, the opening with Bernard to Virgin Mary. So the final image here is Beatrice this is the last time she's mentioned in the book she is then together with all the souls in the divine rose this amphitheater of all the blessed and the, the, the blessed souls they're now all joining in with the prayer to grant Dante his final vision those eyes so loved and reverenced by the divine, now fixed on him who prayed, made clear to us how precious true devotion is to her. So we can also note here that Virgin Mary is never smiling. She's only expressing herself through the eyes. And she's now looking at Saint Bernard. Then she looked 
into the eternal light. So now the attention is drawn upwards to the source. Into whose being we must believe no eyes of other creatures pierce with such insight. So this is just the word insight and like the word also piercing here is that we're now starting to align the whole attention and kind of all the spiritual focus, the energy, directly into the source. And I who was approaching now the end of all man's yearning, which is understanding the divine essence, strained with all the force in me to raise my burning longing high. Bernard then gestured to me with a smile that I look up, but I already was instinctively what he would have me be. So Dante is a bit, this is one step ahead of what Bernard is saying here. For now my vision, as it grew more clear, was penetrating more and more the ray of that exalted light of truth itself. So it's also in some sense that Dante is now receiving the grace from or through Virgin Mary, which made him already start looking up to it. So it's kind of the, the whole process has been set in motion. And from then on, my vision rose to heights higher than words, which fail before such sight, and memory fails too at such extremes. And he who sees things in a dream and wakes to feel the passion of the dream still there, although no part of it remains in mind, just such am I. My vision fades and all but ceases, yet the sweetness born of it, I still can feel distilling in my heart. So now we're also then back to Dante reflecting on how it is to try to write this and, and kind of reconstruct or fully describe this whole experience. So imprints on the snow fade in the sun and thus the Sibyl's oracle of leaves was swept away and lost into the wind. O light supreme, so far beyond the reach of mortal understanding, to my mind relent now some small part of your own self. So here's another example when the invocation is uh, not to the muses or to Apollo, but directly to the divine. And give to my tongue eloquence enough to capture just one spark of all your glory that I may leave for future generations. For, by returning briefly to my mind and sounding, even faintly in my verse, more of your might will be revealed to men. If I had turned my eyes away, I think, from the sharp brilliance of the living ray which they endured, I would have lost my senses. So this is also interesting, because now he's this alignment and he's starting to focus more and more deeply into the source. And he says that if he had turned away from it, he would have now lost his senses. So he has to, he has to stay with this, this whole experience and this, this, this deep, um, deep insight that is, is coming to him. And this, as I recall, gave me more strength to keep on gazing till I could unite my vision with the infinite worth I saw. O grace abounding and allowing me to dare to fix my gaze on the eternal light, so deep my vision was consumed in it. I saw how it contains within its depths all things bound in a single book by love, 
of which creation is the scattered leaves. How substance, accident and their relation were fused in such a way that what I now describe is but a glimmer of that light. The use of the words substance and accident here is in many ways Aristotelian. So the accident is the quality of the substance. So Dante is saying that there's a there's a union here of the substance and the quality of it in itself and also the union of the temporal and the eternal. I know I saw the universal form, the fusion of all things, for I can feel while speaking now my heart leap up in joy. One instant brings me more forgetfulness than five and twenty centuries brought the quest that stunned Neptune when he saw Argos keel. So it's a mythological story. So Argos he comes into the into the world of the of Neptune of Poseidon of the sea monster and it surprises the the, the sea monsters. It's a, it's a it's a picture to to describe this appearance of well, this whole <laughs> dynamic that is now happening when Dante is. Is having the, this this final vision and the, the full vision, and so my mind was totally entranced, in gazing deeply, motionless, intent. The more it saw, the more it burned to see. So the whole dynamic keeps keeps intensifying here. And one is so transformed within that light that it would be impossible to think of ever turning one's eyes from that sight. So it's the second time he's saying this, that even like how intense it is, it's impossible to look away from it. Because the good, which is the goal of will, is all collected there, and outside it, all is defected that is perfect there. Now, even in the things I do recall, so now we're back to Dante sitting and writing about this experience and the journey. My words have no more strength than does a baby wetting its tongue still at its mother's breast. Not that within the living light there was more than the sole aspect of the divine which always is what it always has been. Yet as I learned to see more and the power of vision grew in me, that single aspect, as I changed, seemed to me to change itself. So here is a, is a kind of a, what he sees, he feels that what he sees is changing, but then he realized that it is himself that is being, again, and even more strong than before, he's becoming transformed, kind of <laughs> continuously being transformed into something beyond human and more and more into the divine so what he sees is the same but that is his own capability and kind of his own uh, what he can apprehend of this is is changing his own being within its depthless clarity of substance i saw the great light shine into three circles in three clear colors bound in one same space so now he sees the deepest of it just three circles of colors with the same circumference kind of in each other as one and three at the same time the first seemed to reflect the next like rainbow on rainbow and the third was like a flame equally breathed forth by the other two 
So in terms of the Trinity, this will be the Father and the Son, and then the Holy Spirit is breathed forth by the two, other two. How my weak words fall short of my conception, which is itself so far from what I saw that weak is much too weak a word to use. O light eternal, fixed in self alone, known only to yourself and knowing self, you love and glow, knowing and being known. So this thirst is uh, is a is a special one. It's it's kind of turning around on itself, both in English and the Italian original, and it's trying to through the poetry describe just oneness, like the self and the oneness in the in the vision that is having of the three circles into one. That circling which, as I conceived it, shone in you as your own first reflected light, when I had looked deep into it a while, seemed in itself and in its own self-color to be depicted with man's very image. My eyes were totally absorbed in it. So now as he's looking into it, he sees vaguely a figure, or something that looks like a figure of a man or a person. As the geometer who tries so hard to square the circle but cannot discover, think as he may, the principle involved, so did I strive with this new mystery. I yearned to know how could our image fit into that circle, how could it conform. But my own wings could not take me so high. So what he's seeing here is this mystery of a vague, of an image of of a, a human in the divine with the three and the one and the divine so it's in some sense this uh, this fleeting unity of man and the divine that is also seeing but <laughs> struggling to uh, describe so he cannot take his this high then a great flash of understanding struck my mind and suddenly its wish was granted. At this point, power failed high fantasy, but like a wheel in perfect balance turning, I felt my will and my desire impelled by the love that moves the sun and the other stars. And that's the end of the book. So, the ending is He's talking about the wheel, which is uh, like in perfect motion, which is the circle, the timelessness, the perfection, and that every point is at the same distance from the center, and also the timelessness, and that he is now, as he describes it, becoming in the full unity of what he's seeing and also kind of dissolves into being the whole of the universe that he's describing. And the love is then the, the final imagery or vision here that the love is moving everything sun and the other stars the whole universe and also all the three books end on the word stars so uh, that's how the canto ends and the book ends and uh, we're also gonna uh, stop the episode here and um Hope you enjoyed 
this final moment. And uh, for those who have been with us all along, thank you so much for being <laughs> for the companionship on the whole journey. And uh, yes, hope this was some inspiration and some food for thought. And again, as always, thank you so much for listening. And see you again soon.